but we're going to start with something that's really high profile and that we're going to have to add B2B into, and that is the Travis Scott and McDonald's collaboration. Tyler, are you aware of said collaboration? I am not, and so uh, I'm, I'm intrigued by this. Okay, wow, all you right, You might have cool. to inform the audience as to who Travis Scott is. Oh, don't worry. I, if I figured, oh, okay. I figured. Okay, good, 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 good. <laughs> but... But, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. Our first story is on a really high-profile uh, brand partnership that I thought um, was worth some discussion and analysis. So, uh, in case you all don't know, there's a famous hip-hop star. His name is Travis Scott. Um, you might know him as Kylie Jenner's baby daddy. Uh, you might know him as... Uh, certified rager, trapper, hardcore star uh, with, you know, uh, some incredibly successful albums. He had a number one song with Drake uh, off his last album called, um, oh my gosh, I, I'm forgetting the name. I, it's a Wednesday morning. I promise I'm a fan, okay, if anyone out there doesn't believe me. Um, but yeah, I mean, he uh, he is basically a modern day rock star and the song was sicko mode right that's it it's called sicko mode yeah i I literally just i was thinking of god's plan but it's like that's definitely not the song that's just a drake song that's just drake (laughs) that's just drake yeah they went sicko mode on sicko mode and uh you know that song blew up uh like a light you know like a light whatever so yeah it, it it was a big one so yeah he is a household name and uh, he has been making the rounds on his brand partnerships as of late. And his most recent one, one that I would consider to be, uh, I mean, definitely one of the most high profile ones, is his collaboration with McDonald's. You might have seen this on McDonald's social media or uh, on some TV adverts because they have been running TV ads. But the two are releasing a combined Travis Scott meal which went live earlier this week. And it's basically just a reimagined quarter pounder menu meal. So the Travis Scott meal is a quarter pounder with cheese, bacon, lettuce, pickles, ketchup, and mustard. Uh, Comes with a side of medium fries, but with barbecue sauce, because you're supposed to dip the fries in the barbecue sauce, and then comes with a Sprite. Huh. Yeah. Actually a pretty straightforward meal, which I'll I'll get into here in a little bit. Um, But just for some more context, so you all, you know, uh, understand the, the, gravity of the drop they also did a full merch drop in collaboration with mcdonald's so this includes a bunch of t-shirts hoodies uh and other pieces of apparel that are branded with a combination of mcdonald's and cactus jack imagery which is his uh label cactus jack so Hmm. uh you know it's got a little um action figure version of travis scott on it it's got uh sort of this stitched out smile, uh, but the stitches are uh, fries, like McDonald's fries. So it's a complete collaboration. Um, They also released some denim shorts, some hats, a McNugget body pillow, (laughs) which is kind of legit, not going to lie. The retro metal lunchbox look, they've got that. Stickers, blankets, they released like a clip-on tie, the whole thing. I mean, they're they're doing a full merch drop for this. And this isn't surprising if you've been following Travis Scott. Um, 
I mean, a lot of hip hop artists and really a lot of artists, this isn't just like a new thing. Artists look for these sort of brand partnerships. Um, and it's not exclusive to hip hop. I mean, like I follow Charlie XCX. She's a pop star. She's all over her social media with Tommy Hilfiger jeans. Mm-hmm. And that's her whole big thing right now. Uh, Jack Harlow is a rapper that just popped off recently with a, a song. It's called What's Poppin'. Um, and on the remix, he raps about, um, oh, you know, I I got a uh, check from a from a shoe company. Now I wear New Balances wherever I go. Um, so you know, it's it's just sort of a built-in part into uh, I don't know into the culture of I guess really how you make money as an artist. Right. A lot of the money making comes from these brand partnerships and um, from yeah, basically marketing that's really what it is and so travis scott knows this and has really tried to uh, link up with a variety of brands more so than i've seen from other uh, mainstream trap artists today so that includes things like nike and jordan uh with some air force ones air jordans sb dunk lows so you know he's a big sneaker guy He also did some designer partnerships with St. Laurent and with Bathing Ape. They did a limited edition vinyl and T-shirts. He's done collaborations with Houston sports teams because he's out of the Houston Metroplex. But more bizarrely, and I think this speaks more to like uh, um, the kind of odd partnerships that Travis Scott will do, uh, he partnered with Reese's Puffs to do like a a one-off Travis Scott Reese's Puffs box so you could – spend hundreds of dollars on a box of Reese's Puffs, but it has Travis Scott branding all over it. Um, He also did a concert on Fortnite, which is uh, considered probably one of the most popular video games ever, but definitely uh, popularized the current format of Battle Royale video games that we see uh, dominating every console. And so on Fortnite, he did a whole thing called Astronomical. It was a 10-minute concert. He played a trippy visuals and then gave out in-game merch to um, the viewers. And, you know, you could interact with the concert. And it, it was actually pretty cool in that it, it pushed the mantle, in my opinion, for what a virtual concert could be and look like during COVID. Uh, and I think, you know, we were all really looking for who's going to be most creative with uh, the limitations that COVID has put on us as a pandemic. But yeah, that's all the context for Travis Scott as an artist and some of the brand partnerships he's done and also more about this specific McDonald's partnership. But Tyler, just off the dome here, I want to start with the meal uh, because I think, like I said, this is really just a game of marketing. It's fun to uh, pick and choose kind of what stands out here and try to make, you know, I don't know, broader commentary about, um, you know, what is like, what is going to give Travis Scott credibility in his partnerships? Like, are people going to roast him for partnering with McDonald's or for doing a concert on Fortnite? Like, is it lame, right? That's all whatever. Yeah, you can have that conversation. But I think for our B2B audience, what's interesting here is just trying to look at this from a marketing angle. Did the marketing work? Do we think this is a a, a strategic partnership? And what's going to be the impact on both of the brands here, the Travis Scott brand and the McDonald's brand? So let's start with the meal itself, because that was the first selling point. It was that you get to eat something that Travis <laughs> Scott has recommended you eat. Right. 
I thought it was going to be way more intense. I thought it was going to be like, because Cactus Jack is this whole thing, I was low-key thinking like, oh my god, they're going to toss a prickly pear on that. They're going to do something like re- <laughs> really different. You like thought they were going to go mega gourmet with it. Yeah, or like some sauce on there that would be like, you know, like pr- prickly pear cactus sauce or something. Um, or they were going to, I don't know, or, or he was going to reimagine the burger in it, whatever, you know, something he likes, flavors he likes, sriracha, some combination of, I don't know, something weird. I mean, I know he likes barbecue sauce, but like maybe just a more focused barbecue burger, whatever. Uh, instead, we got just a really basic quarter pounder. It's got basically bacon on it. And that's the only thing that really stands out because you can get the other things on a deluxe um, quarter pounder already at McDonald's. So all you get really that's extra is the bacon and then you get a thing of, of barbecue sauce for your fries. And then the Sprite is supposed to come with extra ice because like, you know, ice dripping on my chain and like the diamonds are ice, you know, it's, it's a hip hop thing. <laughs> I don't know. It feels like an interesting idea, but the execution on the meal feels a little lackluster. Any thoughts on that, Tyler? So I actually think that it is key to the overall point of having this type of agreement and deal with with Travis Scott. Because I think had it been something crazy off the wall or like uh, unique ingredients that you couldn't get otherwise, then there's less of an appeal, I suppose. Because I think in the end, what McDonald's is doing with this more than anything is saying simply that like it is not lame to eat at mcdonald's i i i think i think recently like maybe over the last five years or so um if if someone ate mcdonald's or so like they almost felt like they needed to apologize for it like oh sorry <laughs> like uh yeah oh, I, sorry. I, I, I was really short on time exactly like <laughs> oh you know it's just, so busy these days. The only thing I could do was go to McDonald's, you know, and it becomes like this. I, I swear I'm not like a, uh, uh, like a bad person. I just really, you know, had to get McDonald's for some reason, you know, yeah, because right. like, I think McDonald's fights against that negative stereotype just of, Oh, it's not good for you. Oh, it's fast food. Uh, Oh, it's, it's not local. Oh, it's, you know, there are all these types of things. And so I think they needed somebody to just normalize being yourself and still eating McDonald's just because you like it and because it's good, right? And so had there been, you know, like all of this other crazy stuff, I think it almost would have detracted from what the overall messaging and goal uh, is. And it's just that, hey, you can be rich, famous, you can be whoever you want to be, and you can be this unique uh, kind of flamboyant lifestyle living rock star person and still eat McDonald's and still eat a normal thing from McDonald's that anybody could get simply because it's what you like. You know what I mean? And so I think that more than anything, that's like the focus of the message is that, Hmm. is that sure. Travis Scott is this, uh, is this charismatic character, you know, that, that has the fun, the crazy merch and, and whatnot. But at the end of the day, he likes the same things you like. He's, he has taste oddities, um, that you can get at McDonald's, you know, dipping his fries in barbecue sauce because that's what he likes. And if you want to like the same things Travis Scott likes, great, go get that at McDonald's. But if you don't, it's not a big deal. But he likes the same things you do, and you can find that at McDonald's. That, to me, is like the prevailing message that I find really interesting and appealing about this. 
Yeah, that's interesting. And I definitely see that as well. I guess I was just expecting something else because I had seen what he'd done recently on Fortnite or Reese's Puffs. It was kind of boundary pushing. I mean, I wouldn't say Reese's Puffs is boundary pushing, but it's just like weird, right? So why why are we getting a Travis Scott Reese's Puffs box that costs several hundred dollars? <laughs> um, like I, <laughs> I, I get the collector's um, interest and like I, I definitely spend, you know, dumb money on dumb things. But this was one dumb thing that felt dumb to my personal tastes. However, it still felt like, oh, this is weird and unique. And Travis Scott always, you know, trying to push the the mantle a little bit. But with the McDonald's push, it just kind of felt like a, a regular burger. And I guess I, I guess I didn't uh, buy into that connection that you were tossing out there because I was looking for something else. But I agree that that is a pretty focused strategy and one that I think works very well nowadays in marketing. Relatability is huge. You want to feel like you know these people that are, uh, I don't know, influencing you. Uh, It's a big part of influencer culture now to be authentic. Mm -hmm. If you're not, I think people have wisened up on how to read you online or, uh, you know, if, if you're not authentic, it's gotta be a bit, (laughs) otherwise it's going to be like, you know, I I don't really want to associate with you or, you know, you come off as fake. Uh, and I think that's valuable for a brand. I think that's valuable for someone like Travis Scott, even though he's doing, um, designer brand partnerships and he's a multimillionaire. Um, I think being able to retain a fan base that sees him as an everyday man right, uh, does help his brand, which is often tied to being a rager and really into psychedelic drugs and, you know, really down to earth, but like always seeking the next thrill ride Um, that was really prevalent in his early music. And as you get more fame, naturally, that's going to slightly disconnect from your subject matter. Um, and so I think a partnership like this, instead of going full gourmet with McDonald's, but sort of leaning into what McDonald's is, which is the fast food chain, um, quick meals, you get what you know, you're going to get. It all kind of always tastes the same, but it's consistent and you like the consistency. Well, Travis Scott isn't trying to break up that consistency too much. He's just trying to give it the Travis Scott spin. I I didn't agree with you at first that that was a, a good move because I guess I was wanting something more gourmet or just different or I don't know, like something that would blow my mind more from a, a taste bud level. Um, but strategically, I think you're right. I think it is going to pay off. Um, because it, it plays to that sort of grounded, Hey, I'm just like you vibe. And I think that really sells in marketing today. Yeah, no, I, I think so too, that, that relatability aspect. And, you know, I think on some level, social media has made, um, has made celebrities more relatable in some ways and then less relatable in others. Like, uh, I can't take a private jet to fly anywhere in the world right now, uh, while still social distancing and all that (laughs) stuff. Uh, 
but uh, but at the same time, like we're all kind of stuck in our homes and kind of all feel the the same effects of social. I, I I don't know, and so I think that relatability aspect is a is a big thing, and and probably plays a big role in what McDonald's is trying to do and what Travis Scott is trying to do. And I I, I don't know. I find this really interesting and appealing. I'm probably not going to get the burger because I think mustard's gross. So. Wow. That's a hot. That was the deciding factor for you. That's a hot sports opinion uh, from me. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) well, uh, all right. So, one more thing about the marketing I want to point out. And I'm not sure if you're going to have too many thoughts on this aspect of it. But um, obviously, since Travis Scott is also a, a hip hop star, to some degree, I feel like there is a level of, you know, how will his fans perceive this from sort of a a street cred Mm -hmm. level? Um, Because his other partnerships with other brands before Reese's Puffs and Fortnite um, were all ones that are, I don't know, typically seen as trendy or easy to um, latch on to because of their status. So Nike, Air Jordan, St. Laurent, BAPE, you know, professional Houston sports teams. These are all things that are, uh, I don't know, flashy, trendy, uh, and especially with merch, you're going to see a lot of streetwear, people wearing this and and repping it, rocking it. However, with the McDonald's partnership, I feel like for the meal, we got some some weird combination of marketing language that I, I don't think serves Travis Scott's brand very well. And maybe you'll disagree. Uh, and maybe I'm just wrong here because he has blown up so much and he is such a, um, such a headlining artist now that he doesn't really have like the underground flavor anymore. Right. He's a Drake. He's like, a he is an, uh, a pop star household name, Um, so maybe this doesn't matter as much anymore, but it does kind of come off as cringe to me personally. And I just wonder what you think on it. So what I'm talking about specifically is just sort of the combination of pretty matter of fact, uh, uh, corporate PR approved language from a McDonald's, but being combined with like the trap star ad libs that Travis has coined as being, um, you know, his, his ad libs for his alter person or his, uh, alternate persona. He goes by La Flame. He's the rager. He's the, uh, you know, we're going to burn everything down. We're going to go crazy. We're going to go Dumbo. We're going to, you know, get Liddy. And it's just like seeing that combined with like, get that with your quarter pounder. It's just kind of weird to me. Like for example, the, the, uh, the burger was advertised as quarter pounder with cheese, Travis style. It's lit with like one exclamation point. And then the, the drink was Sprite with ice straight up with like an one exclamation point. It just, it really felt like a, how you doing fellow kids that, that mean. Yeah. The Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Steve Buscemi man with the, the skater, like, uh, tap out shirt and Vans clothes and stuff. Yeah, man, it's it's funny. So I don't know. That came off to me as a little cringe, maybe because I'm uh I don't know part of a younger audience still technically, and I'm analyzing it from a different lens. But I wonder, do you think that's actually going to have any sort of impact on the success of this brand partnership, or do you think the high profile McDonald's plus Travis Scott? 
will just like people will buy into it regardless like do you think his fans will be cringed out by it or will leap in um completely and i maybe it you know, maybe that's tough to answer because you're not super ingrained in the culture and know their fans, <laughs> but maybe just from a surface level, do you find it cringe? <laughs> oh man, that's a that's a great question. I you're right. I'm not ingrained in the culture, but I will say that there are a lot of uh, commercials that try to play on like athletes and sports and things like that that are often very cringe, but also very successful. And hmm. so I will say, you know, uh, like. Uh, McDonald's back in the day did a series of commercials with Michael Jordan and Larry Bird where they were like basically doing trick shots and that sort of thing. Uh, but it, it, it was so absurd and kind of off the wall. And the acting, of course, was terrible. Of course, right. But, but they're like some of the most famous McDonald's ads ever. And so I, I think that in the end, the star power carries it. But I can't speak mm. to how people will feel about the authenticity of um, of a campaign like this simply because I, I, I can't comment from that perspective. But even, even when I've seen, you know, athletes do these types of things in, in the past and the, the acting is bad or the language, you're just like, Oh my gosh, no one actually talks like that in sports. Uh, e- even when I've seen that, I, I think that the, the campaigns have still largely been successful. So th- that would be the angle I would approach it from. But I, I really, it's, it's hard for me to judge exactly how fans of Travis Scott will, will react. Right. Well, I think it's also interesting to try to think about what really creates the success. Uh, is it like in that case where you're talking about uh, Jordan and Bird and their ads, obviously a big part of the selling point was I think their garbage acting and that it was awkward and, and weird and almost, uh, you know, dreamlike. It's like, what am I watching right now? Um <laughs> I think that added level of irony where almost you watch it and you feel disconnected from what you're even seeing almost adds a level of charm to some of these campaigns. Um, And I think sometimes when we see aspects of our society presented to us as like, this is normal, but it, it feels like also a really thick heaping serving of irony. It almost makes it work even more. Because when I see this Travis Scott McDonald's collab, it makes me laugh because it's just like, wow, this is just this is such a perfect representation of like what I don't know where we're at today, like multi-billion dollar corporation, fast food giant McDonald's launching designer collab with Fortnite concert going Reese's Puffs making uh, hip hop pop star Travis Scott. It's just like it's kind of a weird mix of worlds and you see it and it's like, wow, world's weird. 2020 is just like very unexpected, (laughs) but it's almost like that, that level of absurdity and the contrast of seeing corporate language with straight up, you know, like Travis Scott's rager ad lib. Uh, On one hand, it makes me like recoil. And on the other hand, it's like, wow, I don't know if they intentionally planned this to be so ironic that it's kind of fun, but that is also what I'm getting. And so I, I, I don't know if marketing teams do this on purpose because I think sometimes people overestimate uh, 
you know, like that that level of 40 chess like I, I don't know that they were trying to be that ironic with it mm-hmm. but i do think it's important to think about how it sells that way and um how that factors into the success or the failure of a campaign because sometimes that cringe is just too much and then it becomes um Kendall Jenner handing a Pepsi to a cop at a riot and then it's like oh my gosh this is a catastrophe and then it's just cringe but sometimes it's it's ironic and also fun and also weird and it ends up making it charming um so yeah I feel like it's probably going to be more of the latter. I think this will come off as charming to a lot of people because of just how odd it is. Um, And I think that's important for marketers to keep in mind. Sometimes the homegrown weirdness of your campaign or your product or whatever can be to your advantage. You don't always have to go for the most buttoned up, corporately approved, perfect, uh, you know, no flaws, shiny, glistening campaign it can be a little rough around the edges uh, or it can be a little odd or a little out there or something that speaks to you and your brand that you might not be super confident in. Uh, But sometimes those differentiators and some of that cringe level actually goes a really long way in a positive direction. So yeah, I think those are my final thoughts on this. Yeah, no, I I, I agree with you. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. This was a snippet from Business Casual with Daniel Litwin and Tyler Kern, your B2B morning radio show. Tune in Wednesdays and Fridays at 9 a.m. Central on the Simple Radio app or marketscale.com slash industries. 